0: This is a Soulfire Fire production. Okay, you guys. So today I have one of my great, great friends. We go back 10 years. We met in October 2010. She just let me know. Um, so we have been friends for 10 years. We built a business together out in Los Angeles and done so many things. Not only did we build an epic empire together, we also did women's events and retreats and we have done so much. And I have been able to be witness to her incredible evolution. And she's going to tell you all about her story, but she's been a dancer. She's married. She's a mom of two now. And gosh, she has gone from, uh, Dancer, artist, performer to entrepreneur to intuitive healer and spiritual life coach. And you guys will get access to a bunch of her tools and all the things that she offers. But Elise Falzone is truly the real deal when it comes to a soulful package. I remember, like, I have like flashbacks of us in one of our centers that we co-own together in Los Angeles and just of her like tribal dancing and choreographing all of these huge performances on stages for our company. And she's just soulful in this package that's like bitty, but Mm. it has been such an honor to bear witness to her evolution. I'm so excited for you guys to hear her story and how she is now using her gifts to truly allow the world to shift. And I believe this is the time, as we've been talking about uh, week over week, to shift. This is our time. And she is um, a catalyst for that growth. So Elise, thanks for being here today. I'm so excited to have you.
1: Thank you so much, Laura. I am so excited and so honored to share this. I feel like there's so much juice that's going to come out of this. I
0: know. I'm like, we have so many stories where this is gonna go, I don't know.
1: <laughs> so good. So good.
0: So tell us a little bit about your story. I don't know really where you want to begin, but um you have had a few different paths and you have yeah. been on this healing path for a long time. So share with us kind of how you got to this point.
1: Absolutely. So it for me, inside of this kind of spiritual realm, it started very, very young. When my mom was pregnant with me, my grandmother, so my mom's mom, passed away when I was pregnant when I was not when I was pregnant when my mom was pregnant with me and so at the age of two I began speaking some gibberish however I was talking it too I was sharing and I was talking to my mom about my grandmother and my mom remembers that so clearly like a moment in life knowing like oh my daughter is connected in a certain way and honestly many of us are we just forget about those moments. you know. I talk about that inside of my teaching and inside of the work that I do in, in reawakening the intuition is going back to our childhood to remember these kind of moments where we knew something or we felt something. So that was kind of the beginning. And then as I got a little bit older, I just had this sense that there was more than what I could see with my regular eyes, my human eyes. I just got this sense that there was more out there. I had a very strong God universal connection. And then as I got a little bit older into like my 12, 13, 14, like teen years, I started seeing physical energies. So what we would think of as like a ghost from a movie, I was actually seeing, you know, that like kind of see-through figure. And it scared the crap out of me. I mean, I legitimately, Hell yeah. was like, um, okay. What is this? Why is this? I think I saw my grandmother. Like that was the first, that was my first experience. But then I was also seeing darker energies. I didn't know what they were, who they were, why they were in my house. Um, so it, it began this kind of inquiry for me. I was reading like Sylvia Brown books, like find your sixth sense and like all the different things trying to open up. I was very into that. And growing up, I was a gymnast and a dancer. So very in tune with my body. And so how did spirit bring forward my awakenings through a series of health issues? So I ended up praying during this time and saying, God, please take these gifts away. I knew there was an inner knowing that I knew it was a gift but I said, I'm scared of them. I don't know how to use them. I don't know what this is. I don't know who to talk to about this. Please take it away until I'm ready. So the rest of my life was this like beautiful dance of like, okay, give me the gifts. No, 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 I'm scared. And it was this dance. So when I was 13, 14, I think it was 14, um, I got really, really ill. I mean, I went to children's hospitals all around the country. Um, my mom was taking me to anybody and everybody and finally said on a desperation, let's go to a holistic practitioner. And within the first 15, 20 minutes, she said, your daughter is metal toxic. I had had braces put on and the the metal from the braces had seeped into my bloodstream. So I had absorbed that metal. And thankfully she had a whole protocol of what to do. And she truly became my first, outside of my mom being so super supportive to this kind of like experience that I was having, this woman became my first mentor. And she started teaching me about color therapy how to energy muscle test, um, how to eat properly. I did a candida cleanse, um, Chinese herbs. We went through the whole process and I started understanding what alignment was. I started understanding what it meant to be in my body and to appreciate it. And, you know, the dance continued back and forth. I ended up moving to Los Angeles, continuing to dance. I became a massage therapist. And then right before I met Laura, I had melanoma skin cancer, and that was like the big red truck that hit me in the head. I was at a point in my life, I was I was just spiraling. I wasn't in my purpose. I knew I wasn't in my purpose. I didn't know what to do. I wasn't clearly listening to my intuition. I had mel- um, melanoma, and it was that moment when I was like, okay, this is my wake up call, it's time. It's time to bring the gifts in. So I literally, I can remember specifically what apartment we were living in. I was sitting on the couch and I remember just throwing my hands up and saying, okay, God, I surrender. Show me, bring the teachers, bring the people, bring the skills. What do I need to know? And then literally like, I don't know, maybe a couple of weeks later, I met Laura. Woo! And, you know, <laughs> I was a crazy teacher. Look, Woo! I, we got, so. Woo! She's got her, <laughs> her animal print shoes on. Yes. Um. So, you know, Laura was one of those mentors that entered my life and a whole host of others that came from that divine meeting where I was really feeling called that massage therapy wasn't enough. So I stepped into this health and nutrition coaching role as a stepping stone to everything else that then continued to open. I continued to learn how to work with people, how to work with their energies, um, One of our collective friends, Monica, was kind of that spiritual holding space for me as I was awakening these gifts. Some friends of mine inside of my massage therapy community starting to, they already knew that I had these gifts, but it was just up to me to recognize it, right? And to actually allow it in. So I did that. And, you know, for the last, gosh, I don't know, it's been six or seven years now. have really just been full force helping people to awaken their gifts, understand how to actually receive their intuition. Like many people don't know which way, right? We can hear it. We can see it. We can feel it. We can know it. And, and I teach people how to actually awaken those skills. And I love that this podcast is called activate because that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing is we're activating this amazing innate gift within each person. Wow.
0: So amazing. I have so many flashbacks to our journey and I love hearing it again from this perspective. So I remember when you were scared of your gifts. Yeah. And we were all like, ah, uh, okay. Well, that's who you are. <laughs> that's cool. Um, but we see you. <laughs> so how i remember those moments from my perspective because i was like i'm sure it was funny it was it was calm it was it was interesting okay so i had a lot going on so it was like it was a small like part of the whole thing but i remember you would just keep coming up to me and being like laura like can i i think i'm supposed to do this like can i do this can i and i'm like yeah like (laughs) it's who you are like what do you mean can you like it was almost this like Permission asking. And I don't, I'm wondering, I'm curious because I'm sure some people online are in the same place. Like, how did you grant yourself that permission?
1: Yeah, that's a really powerful question. It's a really deep question because we each have something inside of us. We are human beings. And that part of the ego that wants to keep us safe also can create that facade of blocking us from what we want. And we're recognizing during this whole experience that we're collectively and globally right now, that we have grown up putting a lot of stock in what other people think. We've learned to, we've just we've been conditioned into that. Many of us on, on a on a like surface level understand that, but when you actually dive deeper into that. What that creates is a distance from ourself. And that was something that I had to learn through the experiences that I had. And my way of trying to get out of my own hole and trust myself was wanting that feedback from others, especially those that were in my life as mentors. It was like, can I do this? Is it okay if I speak my truth? Is it okay if I like host a women's circle? Is it okay when when we're so far, when we've been so far from our truth, we want that outside validation because that's what we grew up learning. You do a good job, you get an A plus. You do a good job, you get the blue ribbon. We learned that outside validation. And so as that confidence was rising as these gifts were coming alive it was like but wait am i allowed to do this like am i going to be the one talking in class and the teacher get mad at me that kind of thing and so it was like a test of my own practice because let me tell you guys there were a few times Laura was like i'm not going to tell you what to do like you have to do you and it was in that moment, my ego was crushed. Like how could my mentor, but it was that tough love that had me stand up and say, nobody else is going to give me the permission. I can try it on. Okay, sure. She said, it's a good idea. Let me try it on, but it didn't last. The lasting permission is when we sit, we breathe, we receive And we take the action regardless of what anybody exterior says. If you have gotten that download, we'll call it, that download, that hit, that inspired thought, you are the only one who knows how to put it into action. No one else can do it for you. They're not sitting in your meditation. They're not in your dreams. Well, maybe. Sometimes I play with Laura in my dreams. (laughs) That's a whole other conversation for a different day, but you, you, you gain that permission by practicing to trust your intuition. So and that's what I had to do. powerful.
0: I mean, it's fascinating to see you this far on the other side of it. Like, as you were talking, I had a flashback to our first office we were in together in Culver city we were building. So we were bringing on tons of new team members. We were, we were helping, we were creating so many programs for people to get healthy. We had global fit club movement. We had so much going on. And I remember I had so many people that were coming to me and needed support. And I couldn't quote unquote, have Elise like take up a lot of my time anymore. And I remember we were in that back office and she was like, you just, you don't pay attention to me anymore. And you don't, and it was like, wow like it's crazy to see you have so learned the lesson beyond learn the lesson you you've cultivated the gift so deeply that you can offer it in so many different packages and serving sizes to people because it was such a deep traumatic lesson and I feel like it's it's just Fascinating to look back at the temper tantrums. Like at the time, they didn't affect me. They really, actually, didn't affect me. They were almost comical, like you said. And it was just like holding space. Like I love you. I don't know what to do for you, but I freaking love you. You're gonna get through this. And
1: it's hard, you know, because when we have these breakdowns or when we have these moments where we're getting this inspiration, we feel in our heart that thing over there isn't the right thing anymore. Holy cow! I've believed that my whole life. How do I switch? How do I change? How do I step into this new experience? And the way that we make those decisions at first is going to our our little girls, our little boys, those inner children that were hurt in some sort of way, that FOMO that, you know, someone said I wasn't good enough, I'm not worthy, or, you know if there's been any abuse or bullying or, you know, I mean, we have so many traumatic experiences that can occur to us when we're younger. And we go to that place first because that's where the triggers are and that's where our patterns are. And so that little girl in me was like, listen to me. Well, guess what? Laura was my mirror. I was talking to myself. Listen to me. Myself was saying, listen to me. I'm telling you, I'm showing you, I'm with you. You have to listen to me. And so it was coming out at Laura. But what I realized because she didn't play into that, thank you. It, it immediately reverberated back to myself. And it was like, oh, I'm not listening to who I am. I'm not listening to my power. I'm not listening to the voice inside that's saying, go do this. When I went into my melanoma thing right before I met Laura, it was because I was not listening to leaving the entertainment industry. Wow. I was showing up to these all these auditions, playing this role and putting this mask on and doing this. I was masking myself. And inside of doing that, I was being completely inauthentic to who I was. Um, there was just a lot going on that I did no longer felt like the way in which I was doing my performance and my dance and my choreography, it was no longer in alignment to what my truth was. There was a different truth that was louder, but I was refusing to listen. So the melanoma happened, right? I mean, that's that's my personal belief and what's been channeled and downloaded to me. It's like, I had to have such a wake up call that I, that I had to stop. I had to like, they went into my lymph nodes to make sure it wasn't there. I had a surgery where I had a pause point to say what's really happening. And so from that, I still, part of the conversation was like, well, how do I be a health nutrition coach and do the dance? And I want to be full-time here, but I still want to dance. And it was like, I just needed to listen, I needed to pause, I needed to take a breath. And thankfully I began truly learning the tools. It wasn't just about this natural ability to intuit that I've had my whole life. I was getting things, but I didn't know what to do. And I think that's where the skill is so important to find a mentor, find a teacher, be with someone who can help you ground And anchor into the human reality so that you can actually use the tools for good. And that's where I was like in that strange window of accessing my intuition. Yeah, you're like, you're like, you know,
0: yeah, that's how we become bridges, right? Yeah. So something you and I were chatting about is like so many people on the line, that probably heard just do the work, just do the work, just do the work. And that I feel like has become such a like a cliche topic. Can now that you have become a teacher, you've been around amazing mentors. You've learned how to di- digest these. I saw your freebie that you're giving away right now. I already went through it. Like you guys, Elise has so many amazing things she's offering. She's this whole thing on how to ground, which is so important during this time because during the pause we get to learn how to brown ground, breathe, listen, all the things. I mean. This is a really, really great guide and I know you have so many tools, but give somebody on this line, number one, a one, two, three, keep it real about what doing the work is. Like define that shit for me and give me some some simple tools so this whole conversation doesn't sound so overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Great. (laughs) Because overwhelm is very easy inside of
0: because
1: it's a big, it's, it's big, mm-hmm. it's big. And when you tap into that bigness, it's like, you have to take that big, deep breath and kind of swallow it down. Cause you're like, now what do I do with all of this? I just saw like behind the curtain and the whole universe is available to me and what? So let's just collectively take a nice deep breath. Now, I always recommend putting your hand, left hand over your heart and your right hand over your belly. It's my favorite thing to do. You can even like circle your hands and your um, you know, your chest and your belly a little bit. It kind of drops us into the body and we'll just take a nice deep breath. And just let it out. And we can do that. Let's just do it two more times. Slow, deep breath and really feel the body, feel the hands on your body, feel where you feel tight, feel where it feels good, exhale. We'll do it one more time. Just a slow, deep, expansive breath, dropping into the body, into the body. Exhale, release, letting it go. And you can open your eyes if you had them closed. So that first and foremost gets to happen like 30 times a day. Now that sounds overwhelming if you're not used to taking conscious breath. Do it twice a day. Do it in the morning when you wake up and do it right before bed. Breathing, 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 but breathing with conscious breath. I can even tell my pace has slowed. My voice has dropped. It's so imperative when we have all of this swirling around to drop in. Because when we go into trauma, when we go into fear, when we go into anxiety, we want to lift out of our body. That's what our natural state is wanting to like. I shouldn't, it's, it's just, that's where we naturally want to go, right? And so we want to drop in. So that's first and foremost in quote unquote doing the work is learning to drop into the body, lower everything, right? You can take your hands, squeeze them really, really tight into a fist, squeeze, 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 and then let it release. You can feel the difference. Our bodies are doing that on a daily basis, unconsciously our bodies are tightening and we're not allowing that release to occur. So first and foremost, that is; those are some tools that you can use. You can even like tighten your whole body and then let it release, okay? So now that we're in this state, it's important to understand that the work is definitely overused in the sense, but honestly, there's not really another word, I don't think. There's not another way to fully explain it because it takes commitment, it takes discipline, and it takes consciously, like conscious intention to sit and be with yourself. So doing the work, there are a lot of tools. We know a lot of tools. There's sound healing, there's journaling. You can walk outside in nature. You can do a guided meditation. You can do breath. I mean, there are so many tools that we tend to kind of bypass actually committing to one. So that's where there's a term that floats around called spiritual bypassing. And it's like, well, I believe in the universe and I believe in God and everything is rainbows and butterflies and it's all going to be okay. That's not doing the work that's having a vision of what you want to hold. And that's beautiful. And trust me, I am a, I like to be rainbows and butterflies. I really do. And at the same time, we have to drop in and allow ourselves to feel the pain, to feel the anger so that we can process it and let it go. If we don't actually quote unquote, do the work and we compartmentalize or we shove and we ignore what's occurring, then it builds up in our body. It builds up as disease, it builds up as anger, it builds up as acne, it builds up as, you know, all the different things that occur when our human functionality kind of goes out the window or we don't feel as vibrant as we can. So, this terminology around doing the work is the commitment. Like, are you committing? to going into meditation and not just going into meditation, like, okay, I'm going to set my alarm and I'm going to la, 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 la. But like, okay, spirit, God, universe, mother earth, I'm here. I'm here right now. Show me what I need to see. What are my shadows? What do I need to do? How can I be of the best service and support to humanity today? Like asking the questions, looking within and then taking what you receive and actually acting on it. It's, it's something that is in constant movement and in constant motion. We can't be static about it. We've got to be an activity around it.
0: That was so simple, tangible, and powerful. And when you said that, like there's so many tools and we just kind of want to have them all and play with them when we want to and kind of commit here and kind of journal here and kind of pray here and kind of meditate here, we're kind of toe dipping into what the work actually
1: is. 100%. I mean, for instance, like crystals, we didn't talk about crystals. I have a crystal here. It's a rose quartz. It's a great crystal. I know if you're this is audio, you can't see the crystal, but it's a good chunk. And this is another thing crystals are really trendy right now and they're great tools but if you're not actually using the crystal then you're not you're not receiving all of the benefits you can receive from it and that is also there's so much channeling through that is also another thing to recognize in quote-unquote doing the work is that you get to receive. And for so long, we have shut our receiving channels down. And this is a time and this is an era where all of that is crumbling around us. All the masks that we've put on, all the, you know, arms like distance that we've kept people at, it's crumbling right now. And we're invited to look in, but also the invitation is to receive, to receive support, to receive inner guidance to receive new thought patterns, to receive new vitality, to receive new creativity. And so these tools, if you're just toe dipping in them, if you're going here and there and here and there for for play or just to say you did it, you're not actually accessing what divinity has available for you. And that is doing the work is truly going in where sometimes it's dark and sometimes it's so light you have to sob because like you've never seen something so beautiful. It's holding this crystal for 30 days in my hand, at my heart and feel everything that I feel to surrender back, to cry it forward, to journal it out, to call my friend and tell her what I just experienced, to get this business idea and have the website up the next day. That is doing the work. And for some of you, doing the work is sleeping, and doing the work is resting, and doing the work is not talking. For some of you, that work is being in prayer for the collective. It doesn't. It's not all about being outward. It's not all about action, like we've always thought about the masculine action. Sitting back, resting, going to bed three hours earlier than you really want to, because your body is asking you to. That's doing the work.
0: So beautiful. Just like so much right there. Um, wow. I just really like how you said that. I would like to go into a little bit more of like what you're talking about, the masculine and the feminine, and also yeah. really how to receive. I, I think it's a challenging concept because it's so simple. I'm not kidding. Like, this is something I've been working on my whole life. receiving, yeah, And you know this, you can laugh at me because it's obvious. However, it's, it's, it's so crucial. Like you said, can you give us some tangible tools? Like I love how you were saying, this is how I talk to spirit. This is what I write down. And then I take the action like tools in that toolbox, the receiving toolbox.
1: Yes. So As a collective, we are all working on this. All all of us, male, female, and everything in between, we're all working on this because for so long, it's been about the individual and it's about the collective now. And it's about honoring all of it. So the biggest thing that I can say We'll talk about a tool in a moment, but I wanna give this concept of the yin and the yang. We all kind of understand like, okay, yin and yang, dark light, shadow light, um, you know, hard, easy, kind of like the opposites, right? The, The masculine and the feminine. We've got to have equal parts of it to have the circle, to have the wholeness. They've got to be united, but for so long we've led with the doing We've led with the action as we know it. And so now, especially during this time of quarantine, a lot of us are having to everybody really in in some form or another is having to reconsider what living looks like and what like what it looks like. And so the word that I want to bring forward inside of the receiving is embodiment. Embodiment is such a huge, again, this can be an overwhelming term, but I really want you to get it in the physical body. So as I said earlier, grounding in, coming in, I've been doing a lot of teachings, a lot of videos, a lot of lives right now where I'm talking about patting your body, touching your body. If I do it now, it'll make a lot of noise on the audio, but like like really getting into your body, like feel your body, touch your body because we haven't been living in it. And we would think if you've been in this spiritual conversation for a while or you enjoy this conversation, which obviously you do because you're here, we think about, okay, we're a spirit that's inhabiting a body. And we've always viewed it as separate. We can no longer view it as separate. That was the old way. It was an against. We've always, there's been a lot of teachings about the ego being here and the spirit being here. It's not about that. Our ego has to exist. So The spirit tends to be the, right? The spirit is the feminine energy. The ego is the male energy. And so what we wanna do is we want to unite them. If you think about a dance, salsa dance, a mamba dance, a waltz, there's a leader and there's another leader, actually, I've been a dancer my whole life. And I have to do my part when I'm dancing with a partner he cannot 100% lead. It, It can't happen. I have to hold myself. I've got to be the one that extends my leg or arches my back, right? The grit and the grace, they coexist. So the receiving is about the grace. The receiving is about letting go, that tension holding our fist and then releasing. The holding is the doing and the masculine And when we released our hands and felt that softness, that's the receiving. It's the nothingness. It's the quiet space that we receive. It's the quiet space where the creation comes in. It's the quiet space that actually lights the fire. When you go to light a fire, like with a fire starter, right? Like with a, with a match, sometimes you have to do it a few times. There's that quiet space. You'll hear it. Like when you turn the gas on, you'll hear the click. There's a pause. And then the fire lights. That pause is where the most incredible creation occurs. It's when we can hear spirit and when we can receive. So for the receiving, it takes practice There's no magical wand that you're just going to wake up one day. I mean, you can, and please tell me, if you do, call me and let me know. How did it go? But it's a practice. When someone gives you a compliment, receive it. I fully receive that. Thank you. When someone wants to open the door, don't say, no, I will. Nope. receive. Okay, thank you so much. When you find money on the ground, a penny, a dime, a quarter, a dollar bill, Pick it up. Thank you, universe. I just received that. When you receive a phone call, even if it's from someone you don't want to talk to, right? Or it's a wrong number or it's some, you know, bogus whatever your name got on some list. Thank you. I see that someone's trying to reach me. I appreciate that. Take the things that are coming your way as an opportunity to receive. There is a message in it. And we have been so, so disconnected as as a globe from these messages, from the kindness of people's hearts. We've been so disconnected that we need to be on our path and what we want and what's happening that we're missing the miracles, those miracles, the butterfly that's outside the window. The gecko that you see turn, I live in Florida, so there's geckos everywhere. The gecko that you see go from brown to green, like literally in front of you. That is part of the practice of receiving. It's going outside. It's looking. It's pausing. It's watching the trees blow. It's watching the clouds go by. That is the receiving. So again, there's intention inside of it. So many times I think people hear receiving and they're like, oh, I'm just going to sit back on my couch and like wait for God to do something for me. (laughs) That's not actually the case. There is an intentionality and there is a, I intend to receive. That's a great affirmation that you can do for anything. I intend to receive vibrant health. I intend to receive Three new clients. I intend to receive a whole bunch of compliments today. Whatever it is that you feel separate, then, or you feel lacking, you want to open that channel. The other thing you can do while we're talking about this is just focus on your left side. Focus like you can wiggle your fingers, you can wiggle your toes. And think about the blood, right? We see blood vessels that are red. We see blood vessels that are blue. It comes in one side of the heart, out the other side. There's a giving and a receiving in everything. There's a giving and a receiving. There's that ebb and that flow. And so that left side wakes up, right? A lot of times if people are resisting the feminine peace inside of their being, they will experience pain, discomfort, headaches, whatever it is on the left side. So just notice if you're one of those people out there going, huh, yeah, my left side is the one and I feel like I've been blocking a lot, start opening it up, like literally opening. The other thing you can do is um, take a pillow or a yoga block and lay over it. Lay over it arching so that your chest is up, our heart space is a space that gets to be opened as part of our healing and we receive through the feminine heart in that way as well. Lay there for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, and just breathe.
0: Wow. You're so powerful, Elise. I'm like over here like, wow, 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 wow. You know what you were saying about like just the intentionality and the awareness? What I've found, and I don't know if you find this as well, is it almost becomes um, like then we get to live in like synchronicity and it speeds up. Like I call it like living in the vortex. It like becomes almost like a video game. Do you experience it that way? Once the dots start to like connect?
1: Yeah. When the dots start to connect and you do start opening up and you start saying yes more often to those intuitive hits – It comes quicker. It comes faster. It comes easier. The pain is painful. And you now have the tools to access and say, okay, I'm in this pain in my human body. I know that there's a duality in it. Like what is it showing me? What am I learning from this? Where can I shift so that I can get out of the stagnant energy and back into the universal flow. I did a Facebook Live right before we came on to do this interview. And I was talking about this concept that if you were to take a molecule of anything, right? Air, a plant, or this or that, our bodies, I mean, anything, any frequency, our heartbeat, everything is in motion always. There is nothing that's stagnant. Nothing is actually ever stopped. We think we get stuck. Stuck. How do I build my business? Stuck. I lost my job. Now what do I do? I'm stuck. Um, I'm in grief and I feel like this will never end. And this is not to take away from any of those experiences. They hurt. They're painful. I've been through all of them in one way or another. And when we feel like we can't find our way out, we get to remember that we've simply separated ourselves from the flow of the universe and from the flow of all things. I mean, it's it's like a law, like everything is moving always. So when we can remember that, it gives us a little bit of hope to say, oh, if everything is moving always, even if I'm in this depressive state, even if I'm in a state of anxiety, everything is always moving which means I have the power to change this. I have the ability to think a little bit differently, to tap in to a power that is greater than myself and things can shift. Whoa. And when you know that, like in every cell of your being, yeah, it can be really fun. <laughs> it can be really fun and really magical.
0: So- yes agree at this time we are at a time of i want to call it the divine pivot the divine awakening whatever you want to however you want to put it um what suggestion do you have for people how are you navigating this time how are you choosing to pivot how are you choosing to stay in flow because some people might feel stuck right now some people might feel in massive creation right now so like where do we go from here there's tons of thought leaders entrepreneurs listening how do we pivot how do we evolve how do we stay in flow in this new world what does this new world look like to you
1: yeah a lot of questions wrapped up in there which i absolutely love but it's it's like that that is that is the reality right now we have a lot of questions we have a lot of questions about everything, about our humanity, about our divinity. About- I was asking
0: because I was tapping into all their questions. I, yeah, <laughs> totally. It's like all of it, right?
1: All of these questions are are happening, mm-hmm. and a lot of times simultaneously, right. which gives us this anxiety overwhelming anxiety. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I've been in and out myself. I mean, there. Are, I don't know that anybody is completely immune. <laughs> no pun intended. Completely immune to the energy and the 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 unknown that we're experiencing everybody has their own version of what it looks like I mean for me thankfully you know we did already work from home so the the pivot I'm just I'm following where people are going like everything is online I was already working with clients online so thankfully I can continue to do that Gina, um, my my retreat partner, my business partner we hold retreats all around the world well, guess what? We get to do them online for a few months until we can travel again. So we're pivoting in that way. Certainly my husband and I are figuring out like who works when we've got two busy, powerful, beautiful toddlers at home, and it's requiring some extra energy, some extra attention. So, okay, I get it. So the old paradigm was working all these hours to crash our system, to do it all over again. But now we're being invited to work a little bit less and just spend more time with family and to spend more time with self and to create a better balance. How are we all doing with it? Well, that's to the degree of your willingness to let go of the resistance. And I mean, I will say even this morning, I was not having a good morning. You know, I woke up, I like, we started everything. And then I just, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed with the noise the kids were making. I was overwhelmed with prepping for some of the things I had today. I was overwhelmed with like, I was like, everything needs to go out. I need white walls, clear space. Like it was just, it was so much. And so I called my husband in for support. He was, he was in his work time. And I was like, I got to go outside. Because that is that is the vibration that I get to return to, is that nurturing Mother Earth holding. And when we're outside on the ground, on the land, it's called grounding, because that is the resonance that holds us the most steady. It is the ground underneath us. So I went outside. We have a beautiful oak tree outside. I laid out full star position, legs out, arms out, laid fully on the, on the ground, and I imagined breath coming into my lungs from the roots of the trees. And I imagine them coming into my lungs. I myself have experienced, I don't know if it's been the virus or not, but I've certainly gone through the last couple of weeks in our house of some intensity. So I've been working through what is that? What is that? So I was healing my lungs this morning. I was breathing that in from the earth, breathing Mother Earth in and breathing it out. And afterwards I felt like a completely different person. So the the idea here, the invitation here is that don't be hard on yourself if you're feeling the anxiety. Don't be hard on yourself if you're feeling really good. Like some people I, I've talked to, they're like, I'm afraid to share how joyful I am. I'm afraid to share how creative. I mean, my creative juices, like, whoa! I mean, I've been up to like 1am and I like to go to bed. I've been up, I've been up, like they're coming, it's coming in. I've been channeling pages and pages of stuff. Gina and I have some massive things coming out and new products being birthed. I mean, it is like a juicy time right now. And this is where coming back to the conversation of doing the work has to occur. Because if you don't go out and lay on the ground or journal out the frustration or process what you're feeling it's harder to arrive at the place of creation. Whenever you, you got to clear the channel. What do you have to do to clear the channel? Do you need to stomp it out? Do you need to punch a pillow? Do you need to like dance? For me, dance is huge. Get in your body. Dance. Laura's been doing all of her TikToks. Like I know.
0: That's but Dance just is t- my number. No, no, no. It's my number it's one It's not thing. just
1: TikTok. No, so I'll be
0: on like five, five hours of Zooms thinking I'm going to die. So what's the first thing I do? I come downstairs put on the loudest song and just yep. dance
1: and just yep. dance because it's the
0: only way back into like sanity for me. <laughs>
1: so take this, take this concept that we've been talking about this whole time. Dancing is moving your energy. Mm-hmm. We don't want the energy in us. If it feels not good, mm-hmm. like if we don't want to feel the way we're feeling, we've got to move it. So run, jog, jumping jacks, dance, journal. You've got to get it out when you get it out, you can come to that space of creation. And it's juicy right now, folks. Like it is so juicy. Our veil is so thin. It is so thin. It is so palpable. The fear is palpable, but the divinity is just I as an even this more six
0: week course in one
1: day. It was like, yeah, boop, there you go. Yep. Yep. Okay. Good job. It's here. It's available. <laughs> If you're ready and awake to it and uh, unready to welcome it in, like, we're meant for this. This is our time in history. Nothing like this in this particular way has ever occurred with this type of frequency raising on our planet. Yeah, we see it it in our
0: business. People are growing exponentially right now. It's
1: up to us. Mm -hmm. And... People think, or some people think, I will say this. There are some people out there that say, well, you know, people are losing jobs. Of course, yes, they are. And it's, you know, I'm with them. I'm praying for them. I, I, I mean, even my husband, one of the gigs that he was working on, it got cut. Like, I understand. And it's because it was in the old way. Many of, mm, rephrase how I'm going to say that. Let me just, okay. So take it as an opportunity to grow what you've always wanted to grow to share what you've always wanted to share you it was like my melanoma i had to have that moment for me to wake up i've talked to some of you out there that are saying i never wanted to lose my job but now that i have i'm recognizing how much i like to be with my family and i'm going to start a blog i'm going to start cooking i'm being creative and selling my paintings My mom's wanting to sell her paintings now. Like, it's amazing what's occurring. So you are here. Like, this time is for us. This time is for us to share, to be present, to be open, to be connected, and to be a yes. Because people are buying, and people are needing you. And we're needing each other. There's a new way of collaboration in that. Absolutely.
0: And shout out to you for consistently staying in that vibration, staying creative. I know you and Gina have put on online retreats and you are in creation mode and it is a choice. This is the time and it is absolutely a choice. We can sit in victim or we can move to creation because we are evolving and our time is here. And that whisper is getting to a scream, and it's time to press play. So that's what this podcast is about. It's about activating. It's about aligning our... The goal line and the soul line. And how do we press play on both? And you gave us so many tools. I mean, so many freaking tools um, on how we can do that. So, where can people find you? Because I'm sure everyone on here is like, I need to know her. I want to go to one of her retreats. I want to be a part of her tribe.
1: 100%. So, um, EliseFalzone.com. That's my website. Instagram underscore awaken your soul. Um, I also, as I've mentioned, have a retreat partner. Our business is Awake and Soulful. So you can go to awakeandsoulful.com. And our Instagram is awakeandsoulful. You'll find both of us there. Um, You know, one-on-one healing sessions, two-on-one healing sessions with Gina and I, which are just like mind-blowing. You've got two healers with you. Retreats, experiences. I have a certified healers course where I actually teach you how to open your gifts and activate these things within. Um, What else? Laura mentioned my grounding guide. So I think that link will be available to you guys um, to access that, that I actually created specifically for this time for my community um, because sometimes it can be overwhelming. So we want to ground the tools. We want to do the things that are easy, but actually consistently do them. Because it isn't as hard as we think when we actually just step into the willingness and step into the commitment.
0: Beautiful. Well, I think you've given so many people permission on this line to listen, acknowledge, receive, step in and create. So thank you. Is there anything else you want to share before we
1: go? You're beautiful. You matter. Are you matter retreats getting ready to happen? You matter. Like you matter. All of you matters. And when you recognize that and know that there are zero limits.
0: No limit life. I love it. Thank you, Elise. This was so fun. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please share this episode and DM us. We'd love to interact with you about all you learn and create from this. If you love this podcast, please go ahead and subscribe to get real-time updates when all new episodes go live. And if you can, please leave us a review. It will help us grow our community and our message to support more leaders on their growth journey. If you want to continue to hang out with me, follow me on Instagram at Laura E. Holloway and subscribe to my weekly newsletter at e. com for weekly downloads, blogs, upcoming workshops, events, and more. Stay aligned and make your move. I'll see you next week.